Hello Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we're going to recap Florida's 81-68 win over South Carolina. We will also discuss the impact of Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm announcing that he will forego his senior season and enter the NFL draft. And we'll also get into a national championship game preview between LSU and Clemson. Joining me on today's show will be Jordan Kruger from the Lake City Reporter. We will recap Florida's win over South Carolina and talk some college football. Here was my conversation with with Jordan this week. Will the Gators get another win on Tuesday night? Their second in conference play and the first on the road. An 81 to 68 win over South Carolina. Florida moves to 10 and 4, 2 and 0 in the SEC, while South Carolina drops to 8 and 6. That's a tough place to go play, and that's a really good and well coached team to go out there and beat them in that fashion and have Andrew Nemhard once again lead the way, coming off a career high performance against Alabama in that overtime win. He posts his first career double-double, 21 points, 10 rebounds, and it's the first time that the Gators have had a double-double in points and assists since Chris Chioza in 2017. So Nemhard really coming on here, I think, in the last few games, as well as Scotty Lewis for the second game in a row. He puts up 15 points coming off of uh, SEC Player of the Week honors. And then Keontae Johnson scored 19 points, and that's his fifth game this year with 19-plus points. Noah Locke was able to light it up from three once again. So a lot of guys contributed in this game, and it was a big win for Mike White, the 200th win of his head coaching career, and uh, he's approaching 100 here at Florida really soon. So, Jordan, it's been a shaky start and an up-and-down season, I think, so far for Florida basketball. but the way that they've been able to start conference play with a historic comeback and being able to beat Alabama in a game that we both thought that they were done for. And now you go on the road and again, you get a very big win over a Frank Martin team and you have your point guard playing the best basketball of his career. You have other guys stepping up, uh, posting double doubles. I mean, Florida still has a lot to work on. They're certainly not the, I think juggernaut that people thought that they could be going into the year but I think that they're getting better and they have a chance to still kind of right the ship and, and I think fulfill the potential that a lot of people saw of them. I think it's not the potential to be maybe not a juggernaut where you're, you know, third or fourth in the, well, that's how people were talking about I know. them before the, year. and like, but I still think they're like, I still think they're a top 25 team in the country just based off of what they did, being able to rally back and be Alabama, the way they kind of controlled the South Carolina game last night, how well them hard play, how well Blackshear played. They've got, the, they've got athletes, they've got the talent, and to get two wins to start SEC play, I mean, I still think they're one of the best teams in the SEC, and they can still win the SEC. Sure. I think the potential is still there. I mean, it was there at the beginning of the season. There's no reason why it's not there now either, just because you had a couple of bad losses here and there. And I think that if they are able to run the table, or at least make a really good run in the SEC, put themselves in a chance to win either the conference championship for the season or the conference tournament, then... I think Florida fans are going to feel much better about how this year has played out. And look, there were high expectations going into the year. And I think some of the losses early on, they were black eyes, I I think, for for Mike White. And he's been under a lot of pressure. 
a lot of fans. I think, I mean, at one point in the season, Jordan, it was just ruthless to look at the mentions. Um, Mike White. On the, it still kind of no, is, man. Or on the Gators basketball Twitter account as well. Like, I mean, they would just, I mean, and credit to them when they lose a game, they'll post the final score. They don't do like these other football team Twitter accounts that just like <laughs> go ghost like Tennessee uh, after they lose a game. I mean, I give Florida credit for standing in the paint, but there was a lot of negativity out there. And again, it's just on social media. But as Mike White talked about on Monday, these guys are on their phone all the time. They're on social media all the time. They see the pressure. They see people talking down on the Gators when they've lost some of the games earlier in the year. So I think it matters that they've been able to block out some of the noise or at least Maybe they were fueled by it. Who knows? Man, even on Saturday, though, they got down 21. Oh, My man. Twitter feed was out of control with game yeah. criticism. I mean, it, it, people it, were going in on Mike White. People were totally writing the team off. Yeah, I mean, they were right, Mike, saying Mike White should be fired. I mean, it was just out of control on Saturday. And in the end, they came back and won the game. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, though. like Part of it is because of where he's at in his career, and people are expecting this to be a big season for yeah. him and, and this and that. But... <sighs> A lot of it has to do... There was criticism last year, too, of him, though. There was. But a lot of it this year and why it's just so ramped up when they don't perform at the level they are expected to is because of the roster that he has. Because he has all those sophomores that came back after showing what they could do as freshmen, because you got Kerry Blackchair and because you got the five-star freshman, Mm -hmm. as well as the other newcomers that you added in the class, everybody just felt like it should be instant success that they should be a contender that they should be a top five final four type team and they've not been that and it's taken them time to kind of figure out each other and play together as a group and I think the biggest thing is having Andrew Nemhard figure out how to play with some of the newcomers because certainly he got some chemistry going with his fellow classmates Mm -hmm. Noah Locke and Keontae Johnson last year, but adding some of the other freshmen to the mix, having Scotty Lewis come on, and then having Kerry Blackshear now become a piece that you're running the offense, or at least trying to run the offense through him, there's an adjustment period that has to take place there. And Florida played some formidable teams, and they got in some tough environments, and they had some roadblocks. But they've also had some impressive wins, and they've won a tournament already that they had earlier in in this season. So I I think that they're in a good place right now that they can build off of these first two wins uh, in the conference. And they they just got to keep improving. And I think that they can get better offensively and figure out their identity and figure out what each guy's role is. That's going to allow them to kind of go where they want to. And I think that the news that we got today – Jordan is going to allow the Florida football team to go where it wants to in 2020. And that's to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. And I think with the news on Wednesday that Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm is foregoing his senior season and entering the NFL draft, you have to like where the Gators are at now. And and I tweeted this and you and I talk about it now, but they're definitely now going to be the favorites in the East and have the best path to get to Atlanta. But I think possibly beyond that, first of all, what is your reaction to Jake from leaving and how that kind of impacts the East race and and just the hierarchy of SEC quarterbacks? Because now Kyle Trask, he's the best returning quarterback in the SEC he probably for 2020, is, yeah. which is crazy. I was surprised if Fromm went pro. I really was. Because, you know, going into the season, a lot of them were, 
everyone was talking about how great this QB class was coming out of college. And that Fromm was, he was lumped into the group. Obviously not the level that two was at. We didn't really know about Burrow yet. Yeah, Burrow hadn't taken that. Everyone thought Fromm could be a top 10 pick. And I thought, the year he had him, mean, he played great against the Gators. But he had a lot of games where he was kind of like, mm, that's not what you want to see out of an NFL quarterback. So I thought maybe Fromm would go back for his final year, try to improve his draft stock. Not in that offense. But not, no, not, it's not happening. So I was surprised. I don't know if he's going to be a first-round pick. But, I mean, you never know because NFL quarterback. Sometimes NFL teams are just so desperate for a quarterback yeah. to take a shot. And they're going to like him. He's going to be well-liked. And, uh, look, he tore it up against the Gators. I mean, all three years was their bugaboo. And the reason why Georgia was able to win that rivalry. And, I mean, he was the difference in in those games, especially the one this past season. If the Georgia Bulldogs do not have Jake Fromm, they do not win that game against the Gators mm-hmm. this year. I mean, you think about what he was a part of in terms of that recruiting class, just that push that Georgia made on the recruiting trail. He was kind of a catalyst for a lot of that off the field, as well as his performance on the field. And now that he leaves, that's a major part of what Kirby Smart kind of was able to hang his hat on in his first few years at Georgia. And now he doesn't have Justin Fields to turn to waiting in the wings. So who do you think is going to be the quarterback of Georgia next year? Probably a, a graduate transfer because I cannot imagine that they're going to turn to Carson Beck. The, the no, they're not. I mean, I mean, he's a four star out of Jacksonville, but they I mean, he's to, a freshman. Yeah, they don't want him to go to, with a freshman. I think that they'll probably go the grad transfer route and maybe they'll get somebody. But you're talking about whoever is going to play in that game for them is making their first start in the Florida Georgia game. It's against what's going to be a really good Florida team coming back versus a guy who could have been in his fourth Florida-Georgia game yeah, Georgia's competing still, for the Bulldogs. Georgia's still going to be good, though. I mean, they've got the number two, I think, recruiting class right now, and you know their, their defense is always yeah, going to be man, good. They, they, the news that also hit today with Cade Mays leaving the program, they've now lost four of their five starting offensive linemen. That's going to hurt. So, I mean, and their offense wasn't that great to begin with because no. James Coley, so... Good old James Coley. Yeah, you know <laughs> oh, yeah. all too well why Jake He wasn't Crum, that awful at Miami, but man, Coley could have been a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, that could explain why. Look, uh, let's, 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 let's point at this. If he had an excellent play caller and quarterback coach, I bet you they yeah, might have considered coming back. And, and But regardless. Rom's stock would at least be a little higher. Yeah. But now it's, a, it's crazy the fallout from this because – we talked about the East, and I mean, there's there's really no other team that is going to be able to challenge Florida in the East. Um, South Carolina is just still not there under Will Muschamp, I don't think. And Kentucky is definitely better on, under Mark Rick, but I, I like Florida, especially in the Swamp next season, to be able to get some, some revenge for that 2018 loss. But let's talk big picture, because you're probably going to disagree with this. I don't know if you saw my tweet, Jordan, but I sent this out. On Wednesday after the Jake Fromm news. And my tweet said, good news for the Gators, who should be the favorite to win the SEC in 2020. Not the SEC East. I said the SEC, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see. And look, part of my reasoning for that is rooted in the quarterbacks, which is the most important position in all of sports. Right, no doubt, no doubt about it. You don't think two of his brothers gonna be good at Alabama? He might be, but the best returning quarterback in the SEC for 2020 is Kyle Trask, which is so crazy to say, but not after what he 
did and accomplished and the numbers that he put up still his story continues to get better. And the fact that now Georgia has lost Jake Fromm, LSU has lost Joe Burrow, and Alabama has lost Tua. Look, I think that the Gators are going to be the favorite to win in the swamp next season against LSU without Joe Burrow. I mean, they beat them in the swamp with Joe Burrow. I think they're going to beat him without. And if they get matched up in Atlanta, if they put themselves in that position, I like Florida to be able to compete against a Mac Jones-led Alabama team. Yes, Alabama is talented. Yes, they're still going to be really good. Yes, he's going to have pieces around him. But he is not the quarterback that Tua is. And he's not even the quarterback that some of the other Alabama quarterbacks that have been under center. Definitely Kyle Trask has the advantage over him. But I thought I read that Tua's brother could be better than even him. I, I, I don't know about that. I, I think that he could end up being a really good player, but he's he's not going to be the favorite to start over Jones. I mean, that's Jones's job right now. Yeah. Maybe we'll see how the season plays out. He could lose it. And yeah. he, he might have the type of game. He's turnover prone, I'm telling you. If Florida gets matched up against Alabama and Jones is leading that team, the Gators have the advantage at quarterback with Kyle Trask and Emory Jones, might I add. I mean, it's a it's going to be a two-quarterback system still. But I just think, you know, I tweeted that, and a lot of people were like, hey, that's a, you know, you're going a little far. Alabama's still the best. They're still elite. Newsflash, people, Florida had a better season than Alabama this year. They are ranked higher. They had the better win. They had the common opponent. Yeah. They Florida was better than Alabama this year. Now, they were better than a Mac Jones-led Alabama team. If two yeah. would have been healthy this whole year, we prob- I'm probably not making that statement, and Alabama's probably not ranked where it is. No. But if we're talking about how their seasons played out, Florida had the better season. So it's not a stretch to say that the Gators could beat them next year in the SEC championship game without Tua. At least I don't think so. Now, Florida still... Got to get better on the offensive right. line. You they never got, know how teams shake out when the, when the season. Sure. No one thought LSU was going to be number one this year going into the playoffs. So. That, of course. And there's still the transfer portal mm-hmm. that is going to affect maybe some of the quarterbacks that are starting in the SEC. So a lot is going to still happen between now and then. But the Gators are definitely now a team that you could look at in year three under Dan Mullen with a quarterback coming back that could compete for an SEC championship and be the favorite to win it. And I can see it. They were kind of still far down the pecking order this year. Going the season, for sure. But that's how impactful the quarterback position is, where you can have those teams above you lose their guys and you get to bring your guy back. The one thing that Kyle Trask, uh, we will see, and it remains to kind of play out this spring and fall camp, but he is losing four senior wide receivers who are really good. So Florida's passing offense, I mean, might not be as potent as it was this year in terms of just all the weapons that they have. But we'll have to see how it plays out. We'll have to also see how it plays out on Monday. Clemson and LSU meet in the national championship game. I know you and I have uh, already discussed this a little bit. I know where I'm going on this. I'm, I'm hoping for a good game. I was really hoping for LSU-Ohio State because I, really? I wanted Joe Burrow to get matched up against his old team. That just would have been... A great storyline. I, I do think that Clemson and and LSU is like the I think, more I think sexy Trevor, matchup. Yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow is going to be no, it's good. so much fun. Well, I told you Clemson's going to be Ohio State. You did tell me that. What would you make of those two games? Would you make Well, first of all, we kind of figured that LSU would blow out Oklahoma, and that's really what happened from yeah. the get-go. 
Florida and Alabama really gave LSU all it could handle. Um, the two toughest games of the year? Yeah. Everybody else, they've, they've really handled. Auburn competed with them as well. Mm-hmm. But they handled Oklahoma as I expected. I didn't think it was going to be necessarily that bad. And Joe Burrow was going to put up those type of ridiculous numbers. But it just speaks to where he's at. And they couldn't stop. Oklahoma couldn't stop them. No. They couldn't. Whatever they, anything they tried, it just wasn't happening. Four ninety-three yards is ridiculous in the college football. Yeah, center. and with Ohio State, Clemson. I mean, Ohio State had that game, man. I mean, early on, they could have really put their throat on Clemson and made it hard for them to stay competitive. Definitely to fight back. You can't and, settle for three field goals though. No, in the first half, like they did. Yeah, no. I mean, it's the same. They had an opportunity to put their foot down if they would have scored touchdowns. It was sixteen fourteen at halftime when it could have potentially. Been twenty eight fourteen. It would have yeah, been a huge difference. Huge difference. And uh, even though at the end they give up that touchdown drive to Clemson, that long one, that, that was not good. But they put themselves in position to respond, and their receiver just ran a wrong route or miscommunication, whatever the case. Justin Fields is able to off. make that throw and, and gets picked off, which doesn't happen to him. No. It was an incredible game. I do think that he threw two picks. He'll throw one the whole year. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got this matchup between LSU and Clemson, and it's ACC, SEC once again, the defending national champs against the Heisman Trophy winner and the guy that's just rewrote the record books in terms of passing numbers in the <laughs> SEC. So I don't think he's going to throw for seven touchdowns on Monday night, though. I don't either. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. Alabama's really talented in the secondary. I, I still think Florida's talented in the secondary, even though they had some games where they struggled. There's just been no secondary that has been able to stop Joe Burrow in that passing game, and I don't think there's one that will be able to. I think Clemson, hey, maybe there'll be they have DBs that'll be able to make some plays in this game, which is what I think what they got to hope for. But there's no stopping this train. No. Once it gets rolling, it's gonna go, and what it's gonna come down to is can Clemson's defense make enough or any plays in terms of game-changing plays, like an interception, and then can Trevor Lawrence and that offense keep up with Joe Burrow? Because they're going to score. Because I didn't think that they would be able to put up the points that they did on Florida's defense, and they did. So, Granted, Florida some injuries in that game, though. They didn't have Grenard, and they didn't have uh, Zuniga, which definitely affected the game hurt a bit. their chances. But, yeah, I just think that L- LSU has... They have the better athletes. Like, they have the this the better team... Top to bottom in terms of the recruits, in terms of the guys that they got. I know Clemson recruits at a really high level, especially right now. Well, where do you think this Clemson's roster stacks up to last year's roster? Because people were kind of saying about Alabama last year, and then Clemson just rolled them in the national championship game. I, I just think in terms of the matchups, especially on the offensive side, that, that LSU just has too much firepower. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of can Clemson keep up with them. But here's the thing. That's been the weak spot for LSU has been their defense. If Trevor Lawrence can exploit that and put up some numbers, I mean, we could be in for a shootout. I think we're going to be I think we're going to have a shootout. I'm hoping for it. I mean, we almost kind of got one last year. Matua didn't have a great you know his best game, but he, he did not. I I don't expect that from Joe Burrow in, in LSU. I think that they're going to come out sharp. I I don't think that they're going to dominate Clemson. I mean, I I do think it's going to be a game but I'm going to go with the Tigers, man. I, I just, the Tigers, should I say. Yeah, which Tigers, though? You're trying to be safe there. <laughs> You're going to be safe. I know. I, I, I just, I'll believe it when I see it. I think it's, it's, it's really gotten to that point with LSU and this passing attack. I'll believe it when I see it 
that somebody can either stop them or score more points than them. See, I'm 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 also gonna I'm going the other way because I I, I want to see someone beat Clemson, man. Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost as a starter until they're beaten. I'm sticking with Clemson. I'll believe it when I see it that someone actually beats them because I think Clemson's got the better coach. I wouldn't argue that. And Trevor Lawrence, he's just as good as Joe Burrow, man. If he's on, and he was on the second half of that game against Ohio State. So, but but his. His offense that he's in, the pieces around him aren't as lethal. That, that I agree with, year. but, but um, ETN man's good, though. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> like, he's really I good. Mean, I think Clemson's going to win a shootout. I really do. Well, I will say this. If there was anybody to, to be able to knock LSU off of its pedestal, it would be the defending national champions yeah. and the team and the coach and the staff that knows what it takes to maybe beat teams that they're overmatched by and that have more talent than them. If they are able to prove it once again, Alabama is going to do everything to get Dabo Sweeney to come when Nick Saban retires. I mean, they I are, think so too. They're going to like hand him the key to the state. <laughs> but we'll see, man. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. So we think it's, we both think it's going to be close. I do. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I, I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I think so too. I think it'll be a little bit like the uh, the Alabama Clemson game we got when Deshaun Watson kind of won at the end. I think might see kind of a game like that. I don't want last year's game where it was just a blowout in the no, second half, man. man. That that was that was no fun, and I was really surprising too because I, I didn't think that we'd get that effort from Alabama, and I don't think that you'll see that from LSU. I I, just, I think that those two was a little hurt in that game last year, but even so, the defenses couldn't stop them. Yeah, and and I think that they weren't ready for what Trevor Lawrence and that that team brought to the table, and I. I think LSU has been more battle tested. They'll be ready for what Clemson, mm-hmm. how Clemson is going to challenge them, and it's just going to be whichever team can make more plays in that game. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. Appreciate Jordan for joining me on today's show, and that will do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's episode, we recap Florida's win over South Carolina. We also discuss the impact of Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm entering the NFL draft, and we talk some LSU and Clemson. When we come back on Thursday's show, we will talk some Florida football recruiting with Coach Jay. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.